From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the government decides it will downgrade the indoor mask mandate to a recommendation after reviewing infection trends and other risk factors. Rival parties are set to vote on the budget bill at 10 p.m. Friday after coming to a compromise on the corporate tax break. And the White House says that a private Russian military firm has acquired arms from North Korea. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. Health authorities have decided to gradually downgrade the nationwide indoor mask mandate to a recommendation once they see a more stable level of COVID-19 infections. The nation's disease control chief predicted that related discussions may begin as early as the end of January. Kim Zoyeon reports. The Central Disaster and Safety Countermeasures Headquarters on Friday announced that it will ease its indoor mask mandate to a recommendation in phases after reviewing infection trends and risk factors concerning different facilities. Authorities will need to check off two out of four key indicators for discussions to begin on first phase adjustments. The agency did not specify a timeline. The four indicators concern daily infections, deaths and patients in critical care, healthcare capacity, and immunity among high-risk groups. More specifically, the government said that weekly infections must be on a decline for two or more consecutive weeks, and weekly critical cases must drop on week, while the fatality rate needs to stay under 0.1%. The availability of beds at intensive care units should be at 50% or higher, and booster vaccination rates must be at a minimum 50% among seniors and 60% for high-risk facilities. Although mask wearing will be lowered to a recommendation during the first phase, it will remain a mandate for healthcare facilities, pharmacies, social welfare centers, and public transportation. Once the nation lowers its crisis alert for COVID-19 from serious to vigilance or caution, or its legal infectious disease classification revised down from Class 2 to Class 4, the mandate will likely no longer remain in effect. Meanwhile, Korea Disease Control and Prevention Agency Commissioner Chi Young-mi forecast the latest winter spike in infections to peak next month, suggesting discussions on lifting the mandate may take place after the Lunar New Year holiday in late January. Kim Soyeon, KBS World Radio News. Rival parties reached an agreement on next year's budget bill on Thursday on the eve of a deadline set by National Assembly Speaker Kim Jin-pyo. Floor leaders of the ruling People Power Party and the main opposition Democratic Party announced the deal at the National Assembly, along with Finance Minister Chu Kyung-ho. The 2023 budget bill will be put to a vote at a plenary session in Parliament at 10 p.m. on Friday. The breakthrough came as parties narrowed differences on the thorny issue of a corporate tax break, agreeing to Kim's compromise of a one percentage point cut to 24 percent. They also agreed to slash 4.6 trillion won from parts of the government's 639 trillion won budget proposal and raise it by around 3.5 to 4 trillion won elsewhere. The expense budgets for the new police bureau under the Interior Ministry and a Personnel Information Management Division in the Justice Ministry have been halved. The Justice Ministry began a panel review on Friday of candidates who may receive special pardons from President Yoon Song Yeol ahead of the new year. Once the panel agrees on a list of candidates, the minister will brief the president before it is finalized in Tuesday's cabinet meeting and enacted the following day. Speculation is rising on whether former President Im Young-bak, whose 17-year prison sentence for corruption was suspended due to health reasons, will be granted a pardon. Former South Gyeongsang Province Governor Kim Gyeongsu, 
A close aide to former President Moon Jae-in is also being considered for a pardon without reinstatement, which would disqualify him from running for office until 2028. The main opposition Democratic Party chief pledged to fight back against what he called the prosecution's shamelessly concocted investigation aimed at destroying the opposition in response to his summoning for questioning over third-party bribery allegations. At a Supreme Council meeting on Friday, Lee Jae-myung said he will not stand idly by as the Yoon Suk-yeol administration recklessly wields a sword targeting the opposition. This comes after the prosecution summoned E for questioning next Wednesday over allegations that he accepted donations worth 16 million won through Songnam FC in return for administrative favors while de facto owner of the football club as mayor of the city in the 2010s. The DP leader expressed intent not to respond to the prosecution's call, saying the pressing question should be when the agency plans to summon the president's family over corruption allegations against them. The ruling People Power Party said summoning a suspect is an inherent part of investigations and called on E to be questioned if he is innocent. A Seoul court opened deliberations on Friday over a request for arrest warrants for former Yongsan police chief EMJ, as well as the former head of the Yongsan 112 Situation Room, Song Byung-ju. Appearing at Seoul Western District Court on Friday morning, E again offered apologies while vowing to fully cooperate in the court's deliberation on the warrant, which may be decided on as early as Friday night. The deliberation comes after a special police team investigating the ET1 crowd crush made their warrant request on Tuesday, 15 days after the Seoul court dismissed the team's initial request for warrants for the pair. E is suspected of professional negligence resulting in death and fabricating official documents, while Song is accused of failing to swiftly and appropriately handle emergency calls on the night of the tragedy that claimed 158 lives. The White House said that a private Russian military firm has acquired arms from North Korea. The mercenary outfit joined Russia's war against Ukraine, fighting side-by-side -side with Russia's military. This came amid media reports from Japan that say North Korea shipped artillery shells to Russia. Kim Bumsu has more. The Russian military has been relying on Wagner. Washington says North Korea has sold weapons to Russia's paramilitary organization Wagner Group, actively taking part in Russia's offense against Ukraine. Speaking to reporters on Thursday, White House National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby made the accusation. Wagner is searching around the world for arms suppliers to support its military operations in Ukraine. Today, we can confirm that North Korea has completed an initial arms delivery to Wagner which paid for that equipment. Last month, North Korea delivered infantry rockets and missiles into Russia for use by Wagner. Clear to us that Mr. Prigozhin the owner of Wagner reportedly denied the assertion, calling it gossip and speculation. The U.S. government believes that Wagner has 50,000 mercenaries fighting in Ukraine engaged primarily in the Donbass region. Kirby told reporters that Russian military officers have at times been subordinate to Wagner's command. We assess that the amount of material delivered to Wagner will not change battlefield dynamics in Ukraine, but we are certainly concerned that North Korea is planning to deliver more military equipment. This came amid media reports from Japan that the North transported artillery shells and other munitions via train from the north-northeastern border city of Nasan to Kasan in neighboring Russia. North Korea denied the allegation, calling the media report an outrageous fabrication. 
The White House says that the North's delivery of weapons is a clear breach of United Nations Security Council resolutions. Kirby said that the U.S., along with its allies and partners, will raise the issue at the U.N. Security Council. Kim Bumsu, KBS World Radio News. The year's strongest cold snap hit the country on Friday, with morning lows dropping to minus 15 degrees Celsius in the central region. The morning low in Seoul was the coldest of the year for the capital, at minus 13.6 degrees, with a wind chill of minus 22 degrees. Morning lows will likely hover at around minus 15 and minus 10 degrees in the central and southern regions, respectively, through Sunday. The Korea Meteorological Administration forecast up to 15 centimeters of snow for the coast of South Chungcheong and most of both Jola provinces, as well as Jeju Island, Ulung Island, and the Dokdo Islets through Saturday. Over 20 centimeters are in the forecast for parts of South Jola province and the central mountainous regions of Jeju. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index fell 43.04 points, or 1.83% on Friday, closing the week at 2,313.69. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.